Welcome to Agriculture in North Carolina. Hello, farmers and friends. I'm Dan Miller. This program is all about our state's largest industry, agriculture. On today's show, the second part of our conversation with Dr. Joe French, the newest Assistant Commissioner of Agriculture here in North Carolina. If you've not heard part one of the conversation, download the IBX Media app. You can listen there or subscribe on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. In just a second, we'll be joined by Jeff Turner, my co-host of the program and COO of Murphy Family Ventures, plus longtime member of the North Carolina Board of Agriculture. We lament about young people not getting into farming, so I thought I'd share a snippet of a press release I received from the FFA. By the way, did you know the FFA is not the future farmers of America anymore? Where did I miss this? It seems though I fall out of touch occasionally. The legal name of the organization, the National FFA, stands for nothing. The National FFA has reached a record student membership high of 945,988. As they used to say on Hee Haw, salute! The National FFA organization is a school-based national youth leadership development organization with over 9,000 chapters in the United States proper, Puerto Rico, and the U.S. Virgin Islands. National FFA CEO Scott Stump said it's exciting to see our numbers grow as we continue to influence the next generation of leaders. The top membership states, by the way, for the organization, Texas, California, Georgia, Illinois, and North Carolina. Agriculture in North Carolina is sponsored by Ag Carolina Farm Credit, First Choice Insurance Partners, Syngenta Global, and the North Carolina Department of Agriculture and Consumer Services, got to be NC. Thanks as well to B.G. Mitchell of Farmers Connection. If you've not put a copy of Farmers Connection in your hand, I highly recommend it. The Farmers Connection is a newsprint magazine with information and ads about local dealers and farm supply in the Carolinas and Southern Virginia. Check out used equipment from dealers like Mark Chesson and Sons in Williamson, Caps Trailers in Dover, Acock Tractor and Stevens Truck and Trailer in Goldsboro, and Mayer Equipment Company in Elm City. The Farmers Connection, online and available at independent farm equipment dealers all over our state. Now let's head south to our Duplin County studios and say, hey, Jeff Turner, how's it going? Dan, if I was any better, I'd be triplets today. It's another <laughs> another beautiful day in D.C., Duplin County. Man, it's hot, and I know you're going to tell me it's summertime, but it's... It is summer. It's always hot in August. The dog days of August. The National Hurricane Center has adjusted the forecast for this year. We've been lucky to this particular point, but they have now revised their outlook. They predict the formation of 14 to 21 named storms, 6 to 11 could intensify into hurricanes. Two to five could become major hurricanes. We hope they don't uh, hit anywhere, mind you, but not here. I appreciate their forecast, but I never knew them to be correct. <laughs> this is economists and meteorologists. That's right. Coming up on today's show, part two of our interview with the North Carolina Assistant Commissioner of Agriculture, and uh, I, I will mention the areas that he covers. What is there, like six different commission, assistant commissioners, something like that? Yeah, there's quite a handful, and they all have a big job, and uh, so they those guys stay pretty busy. Dr. Joe French is on with us today. We'll have that coming up in just a moment. This is Ag and NC. I'm Dan Miller, along with Jeff Turner. We're joined by Dr. Joe French, who's been the North Carolina State University Research Operations Manager at the Upper Piedmont Research Station in Reedsville since January of 1993. He earned his bachelor's degree in animal science from NC State, his master and doctorate degree in reproductive physiology from Texas A&M University. 
His new role is part of the NCDA Assistant Commissioner over Agricultural Services. That means he'll oversee the divisions of agronomic services, food distribution, marketing, plant industry, research stations, small farms, and soil and water conservation. Dr. French, I heard Commissioner Troxler speaking at the North Carolina Farm Bureau policy meeting say that the NCDA was vacant 300 positions. And I know HR is not part of your direct bailiwick, but it's got to be a concern. It is, and and we're addressing that. And the commissioner, we've had lots of conversations about that. And you know, like it or not, those the positions that we have have to be paid at a comparable rate, or at least a rate that's acceptable uh, to get quality employees. And that's where the government, and and I think it's it's probably it's not just a Department of Ag issue; it's across the state. Uh, across the slate of uh, government employees is having the pay scale that is comparable and to private industry. And that that is something that we're working on. The commissioner is continuing to work on it, and we're making some progress, but that is that's a daily struggle. The incentives that the state has provided in the past are being reduced now, you know, like compensation for insurance, things like that, after retirement. Some of that stuff is starting to vanish, so we have fewer and fewer incentives to provide people to get uh, the people that we need to be able to run these programs because one of the things I was telling one of my colleagues not long ago by taking the position there with the commissioner has made me realize how easy a superintendent's position really was. And without the quality employees that we, you know, at the at the department that we need, it's a very complex organization, and there's lots and lots of moving parts, and we have to have people to be able to understand a lot of different things. Running a research station, it was you have a set amount of assets and resources. This is how you allocate them. Uh, the Department of Ag has, it seems like, has errors being shot at it every day from directions that we didn't even anticipate. And so it takes a it takes a very diverse group of people to make that work. Jeff, I know you see or hear about this at the at the board meetings, but I, I pulled up the uh, the Department of Ag and Consumer Services website overview of human resources, and there the name vacant fills in a lot of the head positions there. Yeah, it, it it's amazing. The department is no different than I, I guess across the board. I made the comment yesterday. Probably the biggest challenge that most businesses face today beyond high interest rates, which doesn't affect the department necessarily, but we have 10,000 people every day that become eligible for retirement. And a lot of, a lot of those folks did retire. A lot of those folks during COVID said, well, I'm of age anyway, so I'm just not going back and they're out of the workforce. So you got to replace those folks. And, and it's, uh, it faces every business that employs people that I come in contact with every day. And the state nor the Department of Agriculture is immune to it. And, and it's, uh, it's, you're doing a whole lot more with less than you've ever done before. I'm not so sure if there isn't some consolidation in positions that you may be able to take and, and maybe you may give somebody a lot more money, but ask them to do a lot more stuff. I don't know if that's possible or not, but, but we got a problem and that's, we, we got to figure out how to deal with it. And it's not just compensation either. It's it's just having the tools that attract better talent to work at uh, NCDA. And I remember when this old science 
the soil testing lab was built. And when you when you grow up remembering when the opening day for that lab was, in your mindset thinks, well, that lab's new. Well, no, it's not new. It's 25 years old, and now it needs repairing. And you know, go and so so going out and looking at what needs to be repaired to understand where we need to keep moving forward. I'm a very visual person. I'm a visual learner, and so that's going to be a goal of mine. And I'm working on that pretty diligently as hard as I can now to go out and make face with everything that we're you know that I am ultimately responsible for being in charge of and and want to be able to understand. If I don't see it and I don't understand it, there's no way I can help improve it. I think you're of the age of grayness of Jeff and I. And when they say something was built in 1990, you say, "What? Well, that's not that old." But 35 years worth of renovation later, isn't that the case, Jeff? It's like we built that yesterday. But I got to tell you, 30 years ago is <laughs> is an awful long time. I, well, I re- you know, thank goodness we currently now have. A lab, the lab that we were operating out of, you know, we got one of the largest hog industries in the country, one of the largest poultry industries in the country, and they were working out of a building that was probably 50 years old and equipment that wasn't much less than 50 years old. And it takes an awful long time to, I mean, to, to finally, finally, we're able to get all of that replaced and upgraded over the years but the department it's the largest industry in the state as i've said at least a million times at this point and gets the least amount or has in the past gotten the least amount of attention things have changed considerably especially the political landscape and the budget process over the last 10 or 12 years especially it has changed considerably and i'm forever grateful for that because it was a we needed we needed funding. We needed to get these facilities upgraded. I agree. So y'all know y'all y'all share. You know exactly what I'm talking about. So, um, in a nutshell, that's one of the huge goals I have for for moving forward. Take a brief break with Dr. Joe French, Assistant Commissioner of Agriculture in North Carolina. Nothing ruins a tasty vegetable like a hungry insect, and that's why you need Besiege Insecticide with fast knockdown and residual control. It protects your crop from worms and other pests. Learn more about Besiege Insecticide. Talk with your Syngenta field rep. As always, read and follow label instructions. We'll be back with more on agriculture in North Carolina in just a moment. This is Ag and NC. I'm Dan Miller. Jeff Turner and I are joined by Dr. Joe French, newly minted Assistant Commissioner of Agriculture in the state over agricultural services. In your capacity in soil and water conservation, obviously uh, we have urban encroachment problems uh, in North Carolina as uh, Raleigh is a huge destination for people moving in the state. Charlotte is a huge destination for people moving in the state. Down east, a lot of those rooftop acres that were soil moved into rooftops now and hard surfaces are causing runoff. Where do we need to be headed there? You know as well as I do, both of y'all, the passion that the commissioner has for farmland preservation. Uh, for North Carolina, that that is, and I share that passion as well, and that is we have got to make sure we can secure as much property as we can for agriculture for the future. You know, growth and expansion are fine, 
but smart growth and expansion, especially in a state, third most diverse agriculture state in the country, and a huge agricultural state, just like you said, with hogs and chickens and uh, tobacco, obviously. And, and it's a diverse agricultural program that cannot operate without land. And so farmland preservation, the things that soil and water does in being able to understand efficient production and uses of land and, and management of land, those are all things that, that are passionate to me. And uh, those are going to be the future for our existence, and we're just going to have to be diligent about uh, securing, addition, in my opinion, securing additional monies, not just from the state, federal level, if we can get it, but from the local community level. And I know our soil and water folks here in Rockingham County are are petitioning the county commissioners to add money to our farmland preservation program. And I am really in hopes that uh, that they listen. I think they will, and I think they understand it. And I think that's something that's going to have to be pushed across the state. So, Joe, as we as we look uh, after you make all these rounds, and I think that's really a good thing to touch it all and and understand what's out there and what those needs are. As we look into the future, and again, the, the problem that we're dealing with with the lack workforce and that sort of thing do you see consolidation of any any of the the departments or in i mean again i think it's really important to look to see how how do we do more with less i reiterate pay more but have fewer people for the, the department itself yes sir to be honest with you i'm still trying to wrap my arms about around everything that the department does which is I thought I had a good handle on that before, and by taking this position, I realize I don't have a good handle on that yet, on the diversity of what goes on with the, within the department. I don't know. I really don't have a good answer for that question. Right. That's fine. If you if you ask me that question a year from now, I could probably give you examples of how consolidations could be made. We will. But, but the... Uh, <laughs> And that's that's fine, but and and I think I mean obviously it's a big organization, and and I'm already working with uh, some cross training. There there are some places, and every organization has fallen into this. You'll get an employee that becomes really good at something, and that employee adopts it. They end up staying right. there for thirty years, and then all of a sudden that employee retires, and this just happened with one of our positions. And all of a sudden, we realize nobody else knows how to do this job. So cross-training, and that's going on within the department. And we're correcting some of those things to where people are going to be cross-trained to do different jobs. And it's something, even in our plan, in our entomology, uh, not entomology, but the uh, the nematode lab, being something very specific like that, finding people that are capable of, identifying the different nematodes and I can't do it is extremely important in being able to keep those people coming along. So trying to figure out how to cross-train people into different positions is a topic that just keeps popping up. And again, I'm hearing that topic popping up quite often 
even though I've only been in the position a month or so. I, I so wonder how I much of those things like nematodes or even plant disease, you know, if we look into the future just a little bit and think about this artificial intelligence deal and how that could play a role going forward, again, in the absence of yeah. people where you yeah. might be able to give get AI assistance at least to begin that process. Yeah. I, you know, that, that, that may be something something that yeah. we should look at. Yeah, great question. You know, we've even talked about that from the nematode. And I, to be honest with you guys, before I took this job, I had no clue that this was even an issue. But uh, being able to identify those nematodes is a very, very specialized uh, thing that, that we can do at the department that's not being able to – it's not – very efficiently done everywhere else. And that was exactly what you just said was exactly one of the points that came up in one of our meetings. And the response from Colleen at the lab there said, we've looked at that, but the technology has not caught up to be that specific with this entity right now. And so we're, will it happen eventually? Absolutely, because we're not the only ones that are seeing the same issue, but we're... We're, that is a one perfect example to where AI has not caught up with that industry to be able to identify those things. So right now, it takes a human looking through a microscope. And, and there's only so many hours a day that a, a human can physically look through a microscope without completely losing their mind. Dr. Joe French, Assistant Commissioner of Agriculture, State of North Carolina, enjoyed our time with you. Thank you, and I did, too, and look forward to more time in the future. Thank you, Joe. Dr. Joe French is the Assistant Commissioner of Agriculture over Agricultural Services. This is Ag and NC on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. Bill Carone Cars in Wallace is the only GMC Chevy dealer. Strike that. Chevy GMC dealer in eastern North Carolina to be an Ag Pack dealer which means any farmer who buys a vehicle at Bill Carone is eligible for more than $30,000 in savings on products you probably already use. Everything from tires to crop products. Check out the advantages of the Ag Pack program at Bill Carone Cars in Wallace. And coming up in just a moment on Ag and NC, I'll, I'll review last week's market data. This is Agriculture in North Carolina. I'm Dan Miller. Here's a free program you may want to take part in. You can learn more about the basics of high tunnel production and how to maximize that production on September the 7th. Focus will be on intensive management, organic practices, soil health, crop selection, as well as rotation, production, and planning. It's a free event. It will consist of a classroom session from 10 to 12, followed by a tour of Dinner Bell Farm from 1 to 3 p.m. Lunch not included, so pack your own lunch. Registration is free, but you must register to attend. Registration deadline is September the 3rd. Find out more on the North Carolina Department of Agriculture and Consumer Services website or call the Chatham County Extension Office at 919-542-8202. Let's take a look at last week's markets. The bears apparently remain skeptical about the short-term cattle outlook, with expiring August live futures falling 72.5 cents Friday to end the week at 180.37 and a half. Most active October cattle dropped 157.5 on the week to close at 181.32.5. October feeder futures slid to close at 252.87.5, which represented a weekly drop of 255. October lean hogs rose a dollar on Friday to end the week at 81.32.5 and nearer the session high after hitting a five-week low early on. For the week, October hogs lost $1.75. 
North Carolina egg prices were higher on large and steady on the rest when compared to the prior report. North Carolina weighted average quoted Thursday, August the 10th for small lot sales of delivered carton grade A eggs was 148.69 for extra large, 135.11 for large, 122.09 for medium, and $84 for small eggs. Number two yellow shell corn prices ranged mostly 529 to 549 at the feed mills, mostly 539 to 570 at the elevators through Thursday, August the 10th. Number one yellow soybeans were 1396 to 1408 at the processors, mostly 1331 to 1343 at the elevators. Number two red winter wheat was 494 to 499 at the elevators. Soybean meal FOB at processing plants ranged 486.30 to 493.20 per ton for 46.5 to 48% protein. New crop prices quoted for harvest delivery, corn ranged 509 to 575. Soybeans ranged 1241 to 1313. That's this week's Agriculture in North Carolina. Listen to the program on Talk 96.3 or 103.7 at 6.30 in the morning on Monday or 6 o'clock at night on Monday. Or subscribe to the longer podcast version on Apple or Spotify. Details on all that and our sponsors are on our website, agandnc.com. Thanks to Ag Carolina Farm Credit, First Choice Insurance Partners, Syngenta Global, and the North Carolina Department of Agriculture and Consumer Services. Got to be NC. Agriculture in North Carolina, copyright 2023, Interbanks Media. For Jeff Turner and myself, Dan Miller, make it a great week.